you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Here's a song I got for you. Levy and Bells and Donald and Quinnin. Guess what, New York? It's time to start winning. <laughs> David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I feel like we're turning into a little bit of a musical episode here. What with uh, the song to Quinn in there. And then as that instrumental was playing, one Lindsay Rhodes seated to my immediate dun-na, left started humming. Dun-na. You could do basically the unplugged version of that. Do you yeah. want to do it now? Football. I was going to do that. I was going to. Uh, we're like starting a, in different places. You're like the beatbox. It's a disaster. And I will do, I'll do the lyrics for it. Hello, well, anyway, hi and hello and welcome to the DDFP. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're over the moon to once again see after way too long way one too of the long. faces of NFL Network. He's watching on Total Access. If you watch Total Access at all, you're very likely hey, to see hey. Lindsay Rhodes. I'm saying. That, Why did we have to add that disclaimer? I'm saying if you ever even look at it, I mean, there's you, a high likelihood. I would think if that you, you don't. We don't blame you. Uh, then you haven't seen not, her, but now you're going to listen to her. Not, and there's that. Let's not start off with a Tom Brady style <laughs> chip, Lindsay. That's that's what we're doing already. See, yep, it's this massive. is what. See. He, it's what Chaz Barkley told us when uh, when we were little kids about athletes are not role models is not true because look at what you're picking up. The goat starts in with like, we suck, no one likes us, everything else. And it rubs off on And now you're doing everyone. that, like, I guess if you want right. to watch Total Access, you know? Well, I feel like that's kind of what you said and not me, but. I've called for Joe Namath. For we need some more Joe Namaths in 2019 and beyond. We need some I know. swagger back, you know? I loved that piece that you did. 
for oh, total access. Stop which it! Apparently, you. nobody who's listening saw. According to you, that's not how it was intended. Hey, listen, let's let's set that behind. Let's put that behind us. We're going to move much on. to get to. We have game of football to talk. Also, mm-hmm. game of life and game of fictional life. The life that exists in Westeros for those who are still even alive. Which is, let's be honest, where I think a lot of us are actually living right now in our heads. I agree, and I want to and I want to give it its due, and I want to take some time and have a conversation with you as a as a lover of uh, the Seven Kingdoms. And then also behind the glass, mm. Eddie Spaghetti. Mm. He's putting his reputation on the line in defense of episode five. Perhaps the most controversial, if nothing else. Right, Spaghetti? It's like three episodes in a row. They have the lowest Rotten Tomatoes grade of any Game of Thrones episode. And I, I don't, wait, I don't wait, get... wait. Three in a row? Episode yeah. three? People didn't like episode no. three? Not, not the critics didn't. Rotten oh. Tomatoes Oh, the did critics. Not. Yeah. I, didn't love, I didn't love the... How? Fight what? against the dead. What? Why? What? Because it got in the it got lame. In I loved the first half hour. I loved it. I thought that the that that the stillness at night and the snow and what's off in that black beyond, just beyond. You knew there was evil on there, and, and but waiting to find to see it emerge and everything else. Wonderfully done in the first fifteen minutes or so. The battle was excellent. The the. Uh, what are they called again? Uh, spaghetti. The bad guys, Cal Drogo's people. The Dothraki. The Dothraki. I forget every name of things uh, of all these things. When they ride off with the fire things, and then they get extinguished. They go out. Yep. Awesome. Amazing. The cinematography I thought was awesome. And Fat Sam can't like he can't Wait. fend for himself, but then for a half an hour he lays on yes. bodies and fends off all the dead people. I How is they he were... alive? Yes, I agree oh, with right. you. That's bad. There was a suspension of belief that uh, needed to. Suspension of disbelief? What? So, how did I? Did I just mess up that phrase? Well, I don't think you can be anyway. technically wrong since we're talking about a fantasy show. <laughs> I don't disbelief the reality of the unreality. Let's talk game of football, and okay. then we'll dig in on Game of Thrones. First question for you, Lindsey Rhodes. You've been around the block here, watching these high-end, mm. tenured QBs. Some of them Hall of Fame QBs. They they don't typically love the idea of their team bringing in a talented youngster to presumably replace them sooner rather than later. Where do you come down on Joe Flacco moving from Baltimore where he just kind of sort of trained up Lamar Jackson, lost the starting gig there, moves a mile high to take over there. And now they draft uh, Drew Locke and he's in the same situation and is saying, well, I'm not here to coach the kid. I'm not here to train him on anything. I'm here to win games. How say you? Yeah, I, so I, I don't fault him at all for feeling that way. I think he probably should have pretended or like chosen different words. Just the public relations aspect of it. I think he should have been smarter than to know like what you say is, you know, if there's any way that I can help him, then I'm, you know, I'm ha- I, I'm going to here to help all of my teammates. I'm here to do what's best for the Broncos, blah blah blah, whatever. Talk about the quarterback room or you know, how someone helped you when you were young or whatever. Like there are things that you can say uh, and I think that we would all understand that behind closed doors that you're there to win a job <laughs> and that you are there to maintain your career and that you have a lot of learning to do uh, and might not have a lot of extra time to bring Drew Locke along because you're trying to get yourself up to speed in a brand new offense in a brand new city. I don't think anybody would fault him for any of that stuff. So maybe there should have been like a qualifier at the beginning that sounded really nice and welcoming to Drew Locke. I like that. And then the twist where he makes it, but I'm also uh, spending a lot of time myself. And so, you know, 
I think that's exactly because it, it to me in my brain it has uh, it has solidified that you must. Uh, that that uh, of course, if you're a tenured guy, especially if you're a Hall of Famer, Joe Flacco is not that. But history, the last three decades, a year ago around this time, the Steelers took Mason, uh, took Mason Rudolph. Ben Roethlisberger didn't like that. Why'd you take somebody this high? I'm still here. I'm going to be here for a few years, and he got a lot of flack for doing that. Then ended up uh, apparently, according to Rudolph himself, helping the kid along in his rookie season. But Joe Montana didn't like Steve Young being behind him, and and because of that. That rift, Montana wound up getting shipped to KC. Brett Favre didn't like Aaron Rodgers being there and right. the retirement. Now I'm unretired and all that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, it's not like we haven't – and tr- Tom Brady didn't like Jimmy Garoppolo looming there, and he got traded across the country to San Francisco. I, it, it, it doesn't make it right to say I, I'm not responsible for that, but I also get, especially if you have a huge ego, which you have to have by definition to be an NFL quarterback, that you would not probably want anyone reminding you, yeah, my football mortality is uh, a lot uh, oh, is totally. a lot closer than I want it to well, be. Well, and it's sort of a, a – the question itself is so offensive that sort of implies like, hey, are you going to do everything you can to train your replacement who then I will start asking questions about when he will replace you and how soon you should hit the bench. And like there's there's no – you know, we're not careful about people's feelings in this business in terms of the questions and the conversations that we have. So it's a fair reminder that Joe Flacco is a human being who has feelings and is likely offended by a good chunk of the conversation we're having surrounding Drew Locke because it just presumes that he is there for a finite amount of time, uh, at which point, uh, hopefully, if Drew Locke doesn't suck, and that's the only reason that he wouldn't take over. It would be if Drew Locke mm-hmm. sucked. It wouldn't be if Joe Flacco was good enough because obviously you're just there as a stopgap. Like the whole thing just assumes all sorts of offensive you're exactly right. if you're Joe Flacco. But by the way, you're exactly right. All you have to do to get the heat off of yourself if you're Joe Flacco or any other guy is just say like, oh, yeah, and in quick questions a kid has I'm going to be here for him and everything else and then just don't do it if you don't want to do it that's oh, a that'll be a slow burn no one's going to know about that that's not going to make the public at any point if if ever that's never going to come out that you weren't especially helpful to the guy who's there to replace you I mean it's somewhat comical though right in sports we expect people to behave totally differently than we would so in right. any other line of work like if if somebody, if if uh, NFL Network hired a host and said like, hey, you know, we think that she might be a good replacement for you on Total Access down the line. Can you show her everything you know? Like, no, you know, I mean, I'll be friendly, I suppose. But like what, that's just such a weird dynamic to insert into a workplace and uh, then expect am- the person to just be like smiley and happy about it is bizarre. That's a boy. Boy, this is a, see a lucid conversation right at the top, Eddie Spaghetti. You've met your match. I'd be uh, I, I'd uh, be very careful with what you have to say about Game of Thrones before we get to that. But <laughs> Drew Lock, it makes me think. And, so I assume he's an Andrew. If you were Andrew, would you go Andy or Drew? I kind of like Drew. Huh? Drew feels more modern now. Andy, yeah. Like, growing up, it was more Andy. Um, maybe it's because I grew up with Andy's and Andrews in my class that it feels like Drew feels a little bit different, mm-hmm. but not so different that it's a little bit just like weird. What do you no, think about? Like, I just saw a list that uh, a lot of people have named their daughters uh, Khaleesi, Khaleesi. That's and Daenerys. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah, maybe should have waited to see where this was going. Too first. soon. Too soon. We're not getting into it yet. Von Miller says it's hard to dislike Tom Brady 
they were at uh, the Derby together. Mm-hmm. Where do you come down on on the issue totally of pro agree. football? Pl- I agree. I totally agree that I it's like hard Tom to Brady very much. I, I yeah. I mean, he just seems very likable. You know, there's nothing. And the thing that's crazy is he seems pretty nerdy. Like, considering that he is Mm -hmm. this insanely handsome human being, for him to be as nerdy as he is, is endearing. And so I think that that adds to all of it. Von Miller, also a nerd. And he would uh, admit that himself, I think. Yeah, but he's not. Like, so, I mean, I get it that it's like, he's like the cool guy who has nerdy things. Right. Which actually doesn't make you nerdy. Tom Brady says things sometimes that are – I don't quite know how to articulate what I mean, I guess. But there's I, something I, where you go – It's his essence. I you're get. just kind of nerdy. Like, he just yeah. is. I think Von Miller is a cool guy who is in his own, like, being. He is just genetically a cool guy who owns all of his interests and then can, with a great amount of confidence, say, I like chickens. You know, like, yeah, and, I hear you and just rock with that. But I think that that's ultimately, cool. I think, well, I'm a nerd because, well, not just because I like Star Wars and and, and those things, yeah, but that also definitely qualifies, gro- it, by the way. I mean, I don't think I need to be attacked, but <laughs> you think Darth Vader would beat the Night King in a fight? You know, I just think, uh, mm, oh gosh. Okay. That now we're going down a real like nerd wormhole here. Do you think that, uh, Dro- Drogon is the name of the living dragon spaghetti? Correct. Would he be toothless from How to Train Your Dragon in a fight? Lindsay Rhodes, you have the little ones. Would, who would I win that fight? I do have the little ones. So I haven't really, we haven't done a lot of How to Train Your Dragon. And I think my husband watched that with my son. So I kind of, I know what you're talking about and who you're talking about, but I don't know Toothless's quirks. and Toothless? Would defeat Drogon. Hot take right why, there. But why? Explain your take. Because he's faster. He's more nimble in the in the sky. And he shoots like he doesn't he doesn't shoot fire. He like shoots these targeted kind of uh, these uh, balls of energy at people. Oh, kind of thing. I, or not. Well, at people. But in this case, it would be at a fellow dragon. Anyhow, um, so I my issue is that's fine. If Von Miller wants to be friends with Tom Brady, but we we need to get a little more WWE going in the mm. NFL. It, it we got to get away from this jive of the jersey swap on the field. We as fans have fan. deluded ourselves into believing that these are our heroes and whoever we're playing are our arch nemeses, and that is true for the guys on the field. When you immediately undermine that by like, let's do our shirts together, like, no, we didn't, we don't want that. This we is, want you to hate each other. You you and my husband could have this conversation mm-hmm. together because this drives him crazy too. And he is also of the mind of like, so you do a sportsmanship, uh, like you do the handshake at the end just enough to qualify to be a good sport, but you have to look upset the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like my husband hates it when people are smiling with the uh, the. That's, that just beat them after the end. That bugs him you to got, no end. I love hockey. I love the uh, the end of every playoff series, the handshake. But those guys look disgusted to be having to do it. Right. These guys with the with, smile. They right. get it with my phone now. No. You guys just played each other for three hours. You're supposed to hate each other. Yeah. I mean. Not cool. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me to that extent because I could see how you could potentially give your all and then at the end say, okay, my all – was that <laughs> and this I don't know I guess I guess if I was thoroughly invested I would definitely be the kind of teammate that would 
would be devastated after a loss and would take it way too seriously. And I'd be mad at the teammates that were, like, I, you know what, that's what we corner. need. So I get that. But as a fan, it doesn't bother me. I don't we know why that need, is. But you know what though? That's the answer. Each team needs somebody to police his teammates and be like, nope. And go around and knock the Jersey out of the hand. So that when they try to hold up Odell's Brown, no, you don't touch that. You know, no swaps. Yeah, that's it. Um, Russell Wilson bought his mom a house for Mother's Day. I don't sure know if you heard. Did. Russell's very rich now. What's the nicest thing you ever did for your mom on Mother's Day uh, or otherwise? I I had I had my mom. I sent a masseuse to my mom's house Ooh. to yeah give her a massage for this Mother's Day, and I thought that was kind of nice um, until I realized that I should have just sent a new house to her house. Apparently, mm. like that's the big gift this year. Mike Davis and Russell Wilson. Oh, I mean, Mike Davis too. He did too. Now I feel shown up. I didn't even do the masseuse bit. There, I, what, what, I would feel, that feels your... like, I feel like that would cross a line for me. Really? To tell, send my mom a masseuse. The cross gender makes it know. Maybe that would, maybe what? that would be, maybe that would play a factor for me, you know, or I could send pay a my, female masseuse or and I could, it's less, or I pay my old man like uh, 20 or 40 bucks. Like, nope. Hey, massage, that, uh, massage. That, that does cross the line. That That's would weird. be weird. Well, yeah. And also probably not a really great massage for your mom. Like, who wants, like, somebody who doesn't know how to give a massage rubbing them? For- <laughs> you don't know what my old man's up to. You know how he spent his 80 years. But that's why I it's just, no, that's a bad idea in a lot of different ways. Tom Brady's about to turn 42, or he will by the end of summertime. The all-time record for a 42-year-old man playing pro football in touchdown passes, six by George Blanda. Uh, predict uh, what Tom Brady, how many touchdown passes Tom Brady what week? throws this year. Oh, okay. I, I, um, what week does he pass six? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a, that's a uh, more fun so way week of asking. So week two. Week two passes <laughs> yeah, right. six. Um, and then, gosh, I don't know. What's what's his average? Like, what are, what are, what's I, he I goes need for about like 35 kind of. every year? Figure about like a little less than – it goes for 30, 35. So figure – you know, two and a half, three a week. Uh, let's see. Brady, he has one, two. Looks like he has about. No, nah, he, he's more upper 20s 28, 23, 28, 26, 24, 28, 25, 28, 32, okay, so 29. 28 sounds like, he's like roughly an, our cap. Yeah, he's around like that upper 20s, lower 30s range. I, obviously, he has the outlier with the 50. He has a couple like 36s, but yeah, he's mostly upper 20s, low 30s. And more recently, upper 20s. Right. I'm trying to think of a fun way to ask this question. Tom Brady, much more likely, Tom Brady exceeds his age or hits his age in touchdown passes, no. or Patrick Mahomes doesn't reach his age in touchdown passes. He's going to regress this year. Patrick Mahomes doesn't hit his age. He's no, not going to hit like 23. Not. Neither is more likely. What I don't understand that. They'll both, they'll, those, those are will... those are awful options. I know. This That's a fun C. game, though. This what age? Neither. Well, to go back to the the how quickly he'll get six. The week one is playing the Steelers. So I mean, that mean uh, that, that must mean he must light up the Steelers then for four, and then they no, have Dolphins. No, because six you could two. go three, three, three. three. You yeah. could go you know two and then four. I don't know. Dolphins That's gonna be two. But Steelers sure. and then Jets week three. Steelers and Jets at two, two or three aren't bad defenses. That's that could be tough for him. By the way. By the time, yeah, that's uh, the Steelers. It's going to be a month of, and it's already begun, but it, the whole month is going to be devoted to 
Um, we're a different team. We don't have any distractions in the locker room. We're all about the oh, yeah. 53 men in this locker room and all that stuff. Then they go to Foxborough and they're going to get destroyed. How quick? I wonder how long they can they can hold on to that. Yeah, that was that was our mulligan. Now week two, we're now we're really going to start playing. Do as you a team. think that they really will get destroyed? I think just do not have a track record against Brady. I know they knocked him off in December last year, but Brady v. Steelers is not a uh, – it, it's embarrassing for me to say. But, but like to be destroyed? so owned by one guy. Well, I mean, they got I – mean, the last time we saw him, it's a completely different team. But both teams are pretty different. But when they went up there for that title game a couple of years ago, they just got humiliated. Mm, I don't see them getting humiliated. I, they, I could see them losing. I see them losing, but I see it being – close all right I hope you're right because uh, they have to be able to take away something if it if the if that game undermines a month's worth of uh of all the rhetoric about how we're now we're a team and there are no distractions and no individuals if they get whipped it's going to be a gut punch uh, for to have to overcome in the next 16 weeks well Bef- they'll be the team that has to figure out what the Patriots are even going to look like though like because that's so true who knows without Gronk I mean I I think you know we, we keep talking about them replacing Gronk and somebody suggested on a total access recently what if they essentially don't and they just redo what they do offensively and but it, that's the, the early the, signs are that they're, they're getting big receivers mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff that's the talk right now that they're not going to try and target a tight end to take those touches, exactly but spread that out among the wide so receivers. Ben Watson comes in he does typical tight end things you know yeah. oh, more yeah. like blocking or whatever but he's not there obviously to take Rob Gronkowski's spot so maybe just somebody else in the offense. He's the best tight end of all time. There is no replacing the greatest tight end Kyle of all Rudolph's time. Kyle Rudolph's available now, too. Though. I, Don't forget about that. And wouldn't that just be so New England? Yeah. I mean, it just feels like such an obvious thing. There are rumors that uh, Pittsburgh's going to take a run at him as well. We'll see. I mean, the, the, the situation's going to be who's going to be able to fit him under the cap at this point in the year when most teams have spent their money and don't have much room there. Um, we talk about August and uh, the compelling storylines that go on there. Of course, Hard Knocks covers those better than anyone else. When it applies to just one team, Lindsey Rhodes, we yeah. have our final four now. We now know what the final four is, and it does not include the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm glad as Wait, a Steelers. Wait, time out. I need, I need to be backed up here. Yes. Do we, we honestly do Is know? that right, Spaghetti, it's that this is, this is a firm final four? These are not uh, floating names? You're breaking names? news to me here. Yeah, one – I forgot what team was the fifth one, but they backed up with the four. I mean, uh, it's the Giants, Oakland, Washington, and Detroit. That's All right, put those in order. Giants, Oakland – Washington, Detroit? Detroit Lions. No. Okay, they're gone. That's no, I think, exactly, I think that's DC. Exactly I Bye. They're four out of four, easily. Bye. They're easily fourth. 100%. You don't want to see? I, nope. I, I'm fascinated. What goes on with Matt Patricia? He wouldn't say a word. No. He's Belichick 2.0. It's, it's, it's lame. I'm not fascinated yet. I mean, there's, you know, maybe maybe they could build some fascination for me, but no, it, I don't think there's any chance. Who are the storylines then? Who would even be interesting to follow? Matt Stafford has a real life thing going with his mm-hmm. wife and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, for characters, yeah. for who's funny and everything else. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who would even emerge for the for the Lions in that way. I mean, it's usually somebody that isn't really even on our radar to start right. with. So I'm sure that there would be people there, but they need to worry about bringing the ratings in because of an interest that already exists. Like you have to have people that will tune in to watch some sort of craziness play out and then also be introduced to other storylines that they end up caring about. But uh, there's nothing there for the line. What do you think about DC? Um, 
Yeah. If Dan Snyder's around a lot, I'd love to see what that's like. I'd love to see that energy. Sure, Jerry. I assume that's the will of the owner. Jerry Jones was all over it with the Cowboys. The way people have talked about Jay Gruden being on the hot seat this year, I cannot imagine Washington inviting cameras in. It just feels like they could put him in a in an even worse position once things are revealed and now you have outside pressure. Like if what happened with Hugh Jackson last year and the assistant coaches happened in any kind of meeting with Jay Gruden, then you've undermined him before the season even mm-hmm. starts. I don't think you can afford that if you're the Redskins. Yeah, you watch the rookie Dwayne Haskins sees what I, that that doesn't intrigue me at first blush. In fact, I said Lions. I'd rather watch the Lions than mm-hmm. than Skins. But I guess that that would be my so, number three. So that leaves us with Oakland and with and the Giants. Okay, so it's obviously one of those two. Um, uh, I think Mike Mayock would threaten people's lives to get out of doing hard knocks. I, I really do. I think that that's the number one choice for me. That's what I would like to see is Oakland. I'd like to see Gruden. I'd like to see that Mayock Gruden dynamic play out. I think all of their new uh, first round picks. What about Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown and Vontez Perfect in totally. practice against all of each it. other? All of it. Derek um, and how. Derek who? <laughs> um, I think all of the elements there are that's television that I would absolutely watch way more than the Giants. So I know that the Giants will have that whole New York built in thing and that would be appealing for each. I'd like to I'm interested in how it plays out, Eli and Daniel Jones. But if you uh, you know better than I do, having bounced off both of those guys, probably a little bit more than I have. But they they are in terms of comportment publicly say nothing. They go out of their way to be vanilla as can be. That wouldn't so it would be fun to hear how that goes, but I don't think it would be. It would be uh, as a Giants fan, it would be the most boring season of Hard Knocks in existence with the Giants. I think. Right. Saquon's a lovely guy, but he wouldn't. Right. Saquon wouldn't make it fun. Odell's not there. The the funniest guy. Why not Cleveland? Oh, because they just did it. They're not going to. I was going to say the funniest guy in the Giants uh, would probably be uh, Evan Ingram, who we had in here a couple weeks ago. He might be the most you know the biggest personality on the team, but it's a pretty. We got to get Evan Ingram back too. Yeah. Maybe after the finale of Thrones. It, it would just be him and it would be Gettleman just being a, uh, an idiot, really. We mentioned oh, uh, we mentioned Jay Gruden, we know, and, and you've just mentioned John, too. Uh, meantime, the Watt brothers are doing some sort of ultimate tag now TV show. Mm-hmm. Chris Long, uh, in a world of guys, a man, and his brother Kyle Ooh. is uh, is a great fellow, both funny guys. You have the Bennett brothers, yes. both deeply funny guys and yes. and good, uh, great, in fact, great humans and uh, and so on. Lindsey Rhodes, mm-hmm. which uh, which family, which football family, which and the Peyton and Eli and Archie and those guys, who would you most want to go on a week's vacation with? On a vacation, okay, because yeah. there are so many different ways that you could finish you that sentence shit. that would change the answer, right? Like road trip, yeah, like yeah, uh, any drive it, it, across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, this is a week vacation. Yeah. You don't have to share a room. Do the Gronks count? Sure, okay. if you want them to, because they might be the answer. The Gronk cruise. No. No. Too much. No, that's like I'm back in college and I feel all the peer I pressure don't to drink. stay out until the bar actually closes when all I really want to do is go home at like midnight. I don't want to you know? do another keg stand. No. Yeah, no. Come, you got to do it, bro. That would that, get tiresome by Going it. on vacation with the Gronk sounds like my nightmare, but that tells you everything about where I stand in my life right now. Like I would be so tired. 
So make your time. choice. Um, okay, so the Bennett brothers are what popped into my head first, but then you said the Longs, and I think that the Longs actually would be very interesting because I think you could have – well, you could with both of them. Okay, I'm going to – so here's the thing. I think you could have very interesting, smart conversations with both sets of those brothers, which would appeal to me on a vacation. Like sit around at the end mm-hmm. of the night, have a drink, have a conversation about whatever, and then they bring up points that you haven't thought about before but are also very funny and you know can create that entertainment dynamic too. Um, Chris is Chris is a, a a jack of all trades. He can it seems can talk about just about anything. He loves yeah. to talk uniforms, and he loves country music, and he loves um, you know he, he, the Game of Thrones. He can do a lot of stuff. Kyle's funny, but he likes to talk about the NASCAR, and so oh, I don't, I can't do that. But here's the thing: I think that the Bennett brothers, they they always they do that kind of. Um, they're funny where you feel like you never know if they're being serious or not. Like you can't totally read them. Like, Michael are we on so right now? Are you being pan. serious? Exactly. Right. And so that would be hard for me. Like, are we serious? Is this serious now? Or, and so I think I'm going to go with the longs for that reason. Cause I think they bring a lot of the same things to the table, but I need to know where I stand. When are we joking and when are we being serious? And let's, you know, turn off the masks. Ah, see, I, I go tie, but I'm yeah. going to tell the Bennett's what you said when, uh, when I see either of them. Next. I can throw out another Dark Horse uh, brother group, Travis Dude. and Jason Kelsey. Those would be pretty fun, too, I feel like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good call, yeah. I've, I don't, I've never met Jason, but Travis is delightful. That's for is sure. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very fun I've never fun met guy. Travis. Yeah. Um, ooh, Mitchell and Jeff Schwartz. How about those two, too? Well, if nothing else, you'd eat well. Yeah. Those two guys, man, they love to cook. Um the uh, NBA draft lottery at the time of this recording is happening tonight. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Lindsay Rose? In fact, let's go win play show on this. Give me oh, your gosh. top three. Okay. Favorite sporting events in the calendar year that involve no actual sports. NBA draft lottery. Mm, yeah, no. I mean, like, I like, like that. Like NFL fun. draft yeah, falls into one. this category. Start a free agency so, in the I NFL. Mean, yeah, to me, these are all, they're all going to be NFL related. Mm. Uh, it used to be signing day. I used to love signing day. You don't. You're not. You really don't care that much about uh, the other ones, or you just don't find the non-actual games of the other sports compelling. So what's happened to me since I started working here is that slowly over the years of working here, other sports have kind of fallen off my radar because I think it's just a self-preservation thing. Like five days a week here, NFL all the time, plus Sunday, the games. It's like, it's just a constant thing so that when I'm not here, I don't want to go home and watch a different sport. I want to Mm. watch a Game of Thrones or I want to watch something totally different than that's out of the sports realm. So for me, or like spend time with my kids or whatever. So I was just going to say, I think that's the factor that you're that's kind of sleeping true. on. Once you start making the babies, yeah. it's kind of hard to find. To- well, you yeah. can you can carve out Sundays. I have, I got to do this. This is my job. It's yeah. hard to then justify. Also, Saturday, right. I got to watch this LSU game. Well, and for me, what I, like I have to be all in. So for baseball, when I covered baseball, I really loved baseball, but I'm the kind of baseball fan that has to score the game in order to mm. remain interested in the game. Like not enough happens, so I have to get really invested in the minutia of what's happening in order for it to maintain my interest. Um, and then I think uh, – I think just the time commitment of the investment for me. I like to know a lot about stuff and that's how I get invested. I want to know everything there is to know. And if I can't invest the time to do that, then I can't just drop in on a game here and then a game in a couple of weeks and care. 
let's keep it to pro football. I this could never happen because too many people would get embarrassed and it would it would create feuds and everything. But if we sat sat down, everybody who what do they call it? Uh, forward facing personalities or whatever, talent or whatever they call it. Okay. Uh, who do you think, if we said this, just uh-huh. in a fundamental, like who knows the most in just basic terms about what's happening in the NFL, if all of us had to sit down and write down NFL and then just do like a uh, uh, like a graph kind of a thing, <laughs> NFL, then the two, now underneath that, write the two conferences. Now under that, write the divisions. Now under that, write the four teams in each of those divisions. Now name as many people on those teams that you can for each of the 32 franchises. Who would do the best? Who would do the worst? And where would you finish? Ooh. You don't, maybe don't want to say who you think would do the worst. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Um, because you think it would be me? No. Not at all. No. And, but so just keeping it real, the fact that like you do this year, uh, like week in, week out, like you do this all year long. Mm. So you have to stay on top of it. For me, that's the thing. I love doing total access because I have to stay on top of it. So every single day, you know every little bit of news that's come through. So, so you're picking yourself. So there's no, okay, no, no, that's fine. No, but I'm saying that gives people like you and me an edge and a leg up in this category because you don't go through free agency in the draft and whatever and then show up in August and go, okay, now who's on what team again? Like you have it, you live it every single day. Mm. Um, be a fun exercise to do, it wouldn't would it? would be. Oh my gosh, like an intern test except for employees. Right. Spaghetti, who do you think would win? Don't say who would lose unless you want to. If you want to pick who would lose. Stats and research. Anyone from no, that department. No, I said the people on camera. Those That's their job that. is to know that. He did say that. Um, I Who's someone that I think would know this? Maybe one of the some, anyone from the dra- any part of our draft crew because they have to study the rosters to know what roster holes they have. You could do really well. That's but true. But I think that like – there's a chance that like DJ, yes. Lance, Bucky, those guys That's might good... know the rosters because they're missing pieces. That's a good call. Hmm. I think okay. Daniel Jeremiah would. I think you're right. Because you could go through every single position in an orderly fashion. Okay, let's go every team, division by division, and then every single position, he could fill them out because of the draft. You're Apparently totally right. two people in Studio 66 have forgotten. I said that, you would do really well. That Dave is vain, and Dave, the correct answer should be Dave, even if you don't believe it. When well, we're... I said that you would do well. Thank you. Okay, let's. I just didn't like. So you're number one NFL sentence. You'd be number one, Dave. Thank you. Number one uh, NFL draft is your favorite non is your favorite non sports sporting event. Yeah, I love the draft. March Madness would be up there. No, that is a sporting. But that is a sport sporting event. No, that's the tournament. That's like saying the Super Bowl is not a sporting event. No, March Madness seeding. I'm sorry. The like when they do the selections thing. You know. Or oh. Final Four in college Like football, I said, for me, it's Trump. all NFL. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go NFL draft, but I love that NBA draft lottery. It's exciting, especially with a year like this because Zion is going to be a difference maker, you assume, and so he. So it'll be fun to see who lands him, especially if it's the Knickerbockers, right, Spaghetti's? 14% chance, so I'm crossing my fingers. That seems too low. They actually just switched it. From last year, it used to be the the top would had a twenty five, I think, and they and they made four the top uh, bottom well, bottom four teams have an equal percentage chance. All right, I don't we, understand the lottery. Uh, you and me both. I like don't I don't get it. I, that actually doesn't appeal to me, and it didn't appeal to me when I did follow the NFL, uh, the NBA, really closely. So I'm going to, uh, even though I've admitted I'm not invested in it at all right now, 
I disagree with your take. I feel like, though, I like the spirit of it because it's supposed to discourage. The reason they do it, obviously, is so that you don't tank once you're out of the playoff picture. Let's just uh, throw the season so that we wind up with it. This this removes your ability to do that, but it's imperfect. It hasn't exactly worked. Some people think that once you're eliminated, that it should be based on your winning percentage so that you're incented to keep trying to win. And if you win once eliminated, that then you should earn the top pick. That's a little too wonky for me. Yeah, I just, I mean, doesn't it almost always plays out like in the percentages? You just have like weird quirks where every once in a while somebody gets somebody out of order. I don't know. I've I've found it to be mostly lacking in drama. Can I tell you? Can I tell you my idea? I've yeah. told it I, I I've told it to other people. I'm not sure you've heard it. I'm going to share it with you now though, Lindsay Rhodes. I think that this would be great in football and you can apply it to the other ones too. Other sports is you do a head-to-head the loser bowl. You have the two worst teams play each other. Okay. In between the title games and the Super Bowl for the right to have the number 1 pick. Right. And the winner gets it. Got it. Now you're incented to show up and do your best and try and get it. Now in basketball, maybe it's a final four, a shameful four, a flawed four or something like that. You do it like that and you have a tournament between the four worst and whoever wins, it gets the first overall. What about that idea? I think it's a great theory. How fun. Who wouldn't watch that? If you could do that in a way where nobody would get hurt. Because nobody wants, even for the number one pick, you don't want to. You've been talking to Sean O'Hare. That's what he said. But I said is, that stinks. Well, too bad if you get I the same Sean's as anything just else. Brilliant, and we have the same take. Because, mm. like, you don't you don't want if you let's say you do have a quarterback or a running back or whatever. Anyone that right. actually is important, right, gets hurt in that game. Now you goes have to back fill to our, that spot with. It goes back to our conversation about Joe Flacco or anybody else. If you are the incumbent QB, uh-huh. are you going to go out there and try and win the game so that they can draft your replacement first overall? Oh, there's Tua. Hey, go have a good game right now, Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick, because if you do, we, oh, yeah, we'll, get, problem. we'll get Tua. You know what I say back to that? Part of the strategy for the coaches. It's the same thing. Like, we we run the ball really well, but this team stuffs the run. Like, okay, now you got to be a good coach and figure out your way around that. That's all. It's a good idea. How do we play without playing? Hmm. Maybe we do, like, one-on-one based tournaments. And, like, we do, like, stuff like – well, what if you do it like a trivia or like something, you so you do something competitive, but it is a uh, no risk. Connect four, <laughs> a big Connect Four tournament to see who gets uh, who gets the first overall pick. All of a so, sudden, NFL teams all over the place trying to sign Dave Damashek. I'm a, I'm a expert Connect Four player. All right. all right, enough about this game of football. Let's talk game of life now, Lindsey Rhodes. Okay. That's what we really wanted the kids hmm. about, especially here in the month of May. Eddie Spaghetti. Just to bring everybody up to speed, he read the books. He's very proud. He read some books a while ago. And look, at he said, look, he's over the moon about it. Everybody in his family, everybody who knows him, is proud that he read books. Oh, so great. <laughs> Loves to tell you about it all. I read the books. So right therefore after I Harry know better Potter and Lord of the Rings? Uh, hit up I, the Game of Thrones? I did, I did Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings, I tried to read the first one, and I just didn't like it. It was kind of slow. Uh, I'm actually re-listening to the Game of Thrones book series now, too. Now, so that's a nerd. Wow. That, yeah. That's a Staten Island nerd right there. He doesn't look like one. You wouldn't know it to see him, right? No. Huh? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged you for listening, re-listening to the Game of Thrones books. Oh, but he goes on and on. And, and, he, and he, just so you know, Lindsay Rhodes, loved the episode. Just loved it. Over the moon. Best episode ever, he says. Okay. Defend yourself. 
Uh, I just think from, I mean, uh, taking away the destruction and the devastation that happened, obviously, at the end, mm, I which thought... obviously, you can't, but I, okay. No, but, like, in terms of the dialogue, uh, I, I could say, like, how the Jamie Cersei, you know, that death scene was awesome. Like, the, it fulfilled the prophecy. Then say it. I, I am saying. It, oh, it, they, you said she, you could say it. She, I, I she encourage said you to the, do it. She said in the beginning of the episode of like how she did not want to leave the Red Keep. Like I'm going to stay here. It's not going to fall. It's never fall. And she stays in the Red but Keep. But she's supposed falls to be her. such literally a, falls. She's yeah. an evil genius, isn't she? Isn't no. she an evil tactician? Not really. No. Who's ever described her as that? She's I thought a, her father did. Didn't he? Tywin say, was, but not her. She, I thought Tywin said, "No, it's not that you're not smart enough. It's that you're too evil and untrustworthy." She. I don't. I don't think I've ever taken her for, to be the uh, like a very. Uh, like a mastermind. She's I didn't mean of, in military terms, just in general. It's a little bit against character for her to be surprised uh, by the way this went down. She did, really. Her brother Tyrion yeah. knew this definitely is not going to go her way. I'm 100%. That's it. Castle Rock. No. And by the way, his accent, he's a highly regarded actor, Tyrion. Uh, what's his name again? Peter Dinklage. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage yes. His accent has veered into ridiculousness. He said he now he doesn't he's not English anymore. And of course, there are no English people in Westeros, but, you know, pretty close. And his he's like each note is like, what, what was that weird? At? Well, that's not English. You sound like <laughs> you sound like Namath after a few too many, you know? I've not noticed the accent thing. I've not, not noticed. Bothered me. But, you know, I'll keep an eye on that mm-hmm. in the last episode ever. I thought he was awesome in the episode too. In terms, he had some of the best. That scenes. was the best. Him scene. and Jamie together, it, even him with Varys, like when he touched him before. Obviously, he was burned by the dragon. Like that was a great scene. I, it was so many really I good that scenes was good. with Tyrion, yeah. uh, even pleading to to Daenerys when she's on the throne, like just don't do it. Like right. they'll they'll ring the bells, they'll surrender, and she did not care. I thought I I love the episode. Golden okay, fingers on the hand of Jamie Lannister. How many do you give this episode, uh, Lindsay Rhodes? Golden fingers on the hand of Jamie Lannister. What? <laughs> you know, like one to five. They're well, thumb counts. Um, I don't know. I'm torn because it's, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. So the fan in me was just like I didn't want it to end, and I wanted the next episode to start right away. So it wasn't like I was like didn't enjoy it, but just when you say, I think for me, Game of Thrones is one of those things where you sit and you think about it afterward and you kind of try and find all of the hidden clues in there and figure it out. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought that I was annoyed that the season, the season feels rushed. There are things that are happening that feel out of character and feel rushed in terms of character development. They've had seven seasons prior to this season to plant seeds that like Daenerys might actually be crazy enough I don't to you know, I, I think that's a little people. bit book book reader stuff like in the books they have play- well listen this is not intended they didn't make this TV show to uh, to give you a visual companion to what you read in the books. It's not possible. Well, forget the books. I didn't read the books. I don't know anything I about the books. I, My point is... I'm not that, a, I'm not that, a dimwit, although I am dimwitted about this show. I have no idea what anybody's motivation is or anything else. I can't figure out I what their relationships are. You're missing are. the point, I think. Lindsay's I'm not missing set. the point. I, did, I, I didn't see the, 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 Thanks, the signs that... The, the, Daenerys was about to I knew from the last episode or two that she was about to go mad well, that's but, what I mean about it feeling rushed obviously right. they telegraphed it this season we all knew that she was going to become the mad queen in episode five we all knew that but why did we know that that's what bothers me like nothing in this show has been telegraphed that dramatically and there's nothing to indicate in the preceding seven seasons yes Daenerys did some stuff where she what would you like her to do then that's what I want to know for people who say that what should what should she have done in previous uh, seasons well, 
I mean, I don't know exactly about previous seasons to set up what she did in episode five, but like she has uh, gone out of her way to rescue women that were in danger of being raped. That's exactly so sure, why in the but world that's my would you point. as that human then be like, you know what? I got everything I wanted and I just feel a little angry at the moment. So I'm going to torch a lot. Of it's exactly people. right. It goes against character that she, mm. it's one thing for her to get PO'd right. and fly that dragon. Straight, By the way, straight the, to Cersei. the best thing, the best thing why about the episode from a visual standpoint, perhaps overall is the different points of view. They took a, to see the the devastation All of the of dragon, the whether it was close, when it was when, you know when it was it was so ominous from the street level to watch that thing flying over the head and torching people, and it really looked good in terms of CGI and everything else. But then that long shot of from Cersei's point of view up in the tower, looking out into the city and seeing that dragon and seeing what it was doing block by block. All that stuff was great, but yes, you could also see why isn't the dragon flying straight towards here and, and torching her instead Absolutely. of doing the killing random people? And here's the thing, Eddie, Mr. Spaghetti. Mm. Uh, if she, what they did set up in a way that I thought made sense and they could have just left it there was that she would make a bad strategic decision that a lot of innocent lives was an okay thing uh, that was acceptable collateral in order to militarily get where she needed to go. You could make the argument that if she did take the city, but it cost her innocent lives in order to get to that point, that that was still the sign of a bad leader. Because what do you ultimately want to rule? It Why do you want to be in the... Because then it's all about power. She just wants the power. And it doesn't really matter that what she wanted the power for was to protect all of the people so that they weren't ruled by a tyrant. Why would she then just totally turn and be like, I'm going to kill a bunch of random people in a way that has nothing to do with me taking power. That makes no and sense. And also, by the way, Varys, to, to your point, uh, Lindsay, Varys and uh, Tyrion have the conversation. Well, what about them sharing power? As as Tyrion would pronounce, Your I can't accent. even do it. I can't do his yeah. his voice. But anyway, True. they have that whole discussion. Why don't they just share it? Why don't they both do it? Yeah, why don't they both do it? Why would Danny be so opposed to the idea? She was already with Cal Drogo, where he was like the king of of those people. Why would why would it be like? Yeah, there's no chance Danny would ever agree to that. Why would she be so motivated to be like? You can never tell anyone that you're in fact the the rightful king here. Don't ever do that. But uh, why would she? Why missing, would she care? You're, she can't just take it and like let the people live because Varys already leaked and Sansa and all and Art they all know that John is the rightful heir to the throne. But so right, so the minute so that, the minute that leaks out, it's going to be John. They're going to be like, well, we want John to be our leader anyway. So no, then, well, but yeah, we're so a power couple. Taking, like she's always. That's not so, that so, would never happen. Like Bill so and that Hillary when they were point, in office together. That would like, never to, happen. To your point, the scene with her and John where she said, people don't love me, so they have to fear me, and then, okay, so fear it will be, or whatever it was right. that she said. You're suggesting that she torched all the innocent people with a strat. That is a strategy because now everyone will be so scared of Pray her and her, know right. that she will take out innocent lives that they can't challenge her on the Who's throne. Who's left to and challenge her? To- Nobody's even there to, to, to do anything anymore. Like, like she said in previous seasons, she's going to take it by fire and blood. Like, if she it's, said, it's if she would have said to Jon Snow, listen. Well, let you and me look the north. They, they all love you up there. Whatever, we'll go. But we're not going to hang around up there that much, except maybe we'll take some vacations but they can't up rule there. Together, they they're an happen. aunt and a nephew. Like if they could have gotten married, if they weren't related, then and John I wouldn't that, do I, that. I've gotten the sense that people are very loose about that morally. In, well, John's in not apparently. 
Yeah, and John's th- against it, and 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 another big scene was like. At oh, the, I see. I think he's decided not to like her. I don't that, think it's because that the, that he's worried about genetic. Uh, oh, I do. You think genetic outcomes uh, scare yeah, him? Like, oh, thinks- we shouldn't be because that can create trouble for our progeny. I don't think that's what he's thinking. I think he's he's just thinking like. If if you're her, if you're her, like, listen, they all love me down in those cool beach towns that I used to live in and stuff. We'll hang out there primarily once in a while around Christmas or whatever. We'll fly up and be in the in the nice snowy uh, climbs. But otherwise, you know, it's a, we'll rule together the seven kingdoms run. a You know, world's our oyster. I don't know. I, I, no, I think people skipped right over no, all that. The, all big, the uh, idea that we were just supposed to accept, like, nope, it would never happen. Those two couldn't rule happen. together. It would Why not? not? Because they talked about it. He wouldn't marry her. And the people, the, the big scene was in episode four when they were all drinking and celebrating after living from the, the, the battle of Winterfell. They all, you know, revolve around John. Even, like, a Tormund, who's a wildling, he's a part of the free folk. He's like, you know, he did it. Everyone loves him. And she sees it. She knows she'll never, she was loved in, like, Essos, but she'll never be loved in Westeros like John would be. And he has too many houses that only want to serve under under John. John right. would, would would the population would be all under him. She would have no chance. So okay. she had to burn him down. So next week Danny dies, yes. Arya kills her. I don't right? know about that, but okay. you could. don't think Danny dies? No, she dies. Uh, Danny dies. But I'm not sure if it's Arya anymore. Well, what about the green eye thing? Like, why not? Like, like, why do they keep showing us that she has green eyes? It's possible, eyes? but they've like loosely followed some prophecies. I mean, it, it, it would I'd be fine with it. I'm not against it. So but who I'm not, does? I'm not sure. Here's so I don't know. Let's think, hear Lindsay's. So theories. I think Sansa ends up on the throne okay. because I think that they've also shown us in a subtle way. Like, and maybe then that's the whole point of all this, right? Like, we've been following certain people's developments and how they've become leaders, but she's been a little bit more under the radar. And that scene in episode four where she said, "I'd still be a little bird if not." of this had happened so it's fine that all this happened she started off the series wanting to be in a position of power she wanted to be the beautiful queen for all the wrong reasons now wouldn't it be perfect if she ended up on the throne and she actually is somebody fit to rule because she's been through all of these things and she's been the person who said uh how are we going to feed all of these people our men need rest we can't just storm off and go like we need to think logically she said your mistake to Tyrion was trusting Cersei like I wouldn't have done that that was a strategic uh you know, error. So I think that they've shown us how she would be a good leader. Um, and I think that John, the twist will be that John sacrifices himself for her. And mm-hmm. that that's because he knows that she can't be, she can't lead if he's around because of the same Danny conundrum. And that's that everyone loves John and want him, wants him to be in charge. But we know John has to die because he died already and he needs to just come back to fulfill his that's role. That's right. The wi- that, see, I missed that part. The, the witch mm-hmm. told the, the eye patch guy, uh, she said the eye patch and about herself, we were both just back for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Jon Snow was brought back for a purpose. He has Not to sacrifice. to live happily ever after. Right. And I think that... Maybe there's something where Grey Worm. Somebody said, "Is it true that that Arya can't wear the faces anymore? Is she well, done with that?" The the scene was like she didn't want to become a, just a faceless man. She wanted to become Arya Stark. So when she was talking uh, to the Hound, he's like, "Get out of here! You're going to die." She didn't want to be like him, so she's like going back to becoming Arya Stark, which is why I thought that maybe she wouldn't kill uh, Daenerys. What, what I'm selfishly hoping is like that Arya comes back, John sees her all like you know almost burned alive, and then he's like, "You almost killed my sister," and then he goes after Danny himself. I love that. But it could, I think, I think Tyrion, Tyrion might have. A, I think Tyrion might be a person who could either use the crossbow or something against da- uh, Daenerys, uh, or maybe he might take out the dragon somehow because I, the dragon I think has to go. Long story short, I feel like talking to Spaghetti makes me like the episode a little bit more than I did. Yeah, 
But I also think, and you know, as I try to throw out my issues with the show, you guys are both kind of batting them aside. I'm with you. <laughs> Sansa takes the throne. I think her ex-husband, um, Tyrion, is her hand. I think she, so she gets the throne. Or she rules the north. I think the dragon will literally, that Jon Snow will instruct, I think it'll be like one of those things where, like, uh, you know, you, who does the dog like better ultimately? Like, let's go to the opposite ends of the room and call to the dog and see who it comes oh, to. Like that dragon, I think that maybe she'll say, like, burn Jon Snow. He's a bad guy. And, and the and dragon the will be won't. like, I'm not going to do it, lady. You know? The but dragon- I'm your mother. It's like, you know, well, all right, but I still don't want to burn Jon Snow. The He's dragon has to go because the dragon's sort of representative of, like, nuclear weapons yeah. or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the nuclear option that's never good. Like, let's go back to fighting fairly. And Danny cannot lose as long as she has a living dragon. So he has to kind of, that dragon has to die practically, I think. And by the way, Grey Worm feels like he's fully in. He doesn't seem, yeah. he, he is not... Um, you know, versus Davos or Snow or anybody else. He's just, he's a killing machine. He's oh, yeah. he, he's just running through with his spear thing. Which, by the way, if you were in battle, which weapon would you want the most? A sword, a bow and arrow, or, I mean, I would want a dragon, but, I mean. John's like, sword, Longclaw. A Valerian steel sword, I'd take. <laughs> what a nerd. Oh, yeah, like, that time. just that just took a nerdy turn. Like, as we say this. It's his tone that makes it nerdy. Well, exactly. It's the tone. I mean, it's oh, Valer- Valerian. It's steel, Valerian obviously. steel. That's, that's kind of steel. So it's the Ladadian Tomlinson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of swords. Um, I feel that. Um, I yeah. do the wildlings come back? I wouldn't want that big stick. Does somebody come back to like save the day? They like, all they have. Need, to. They the need show, somebody to fight. Well, all the because again, Varys, Varys did back. a great thing by sending out the word. I think the North will see that, and they'll all come Brienne to be under come John. Back. The show also ends in the north. I think it's going to end in the north. Maybe Brienne does turn around and she's like, you know what? You're here for you're Mister Right now, Redbeard. And then they go up north together. And then you have some awful takes. These yeah. are yeah. These are great ideas that I have. I, I so Tyrion, Snow, maybe Grey Worm kills Jon Snow. He's no shot. Great, no shot. Why no, no shot? He's not even as like a speaking character in the books. They wouldn't waste. They, John wouldn't die from him. It would be unless. John allows himself to die from him. That's right. Like again, I think at. I think it has to be a noble death. I get the face way. to give it to f- the face so that he can get closer. Maybe Jon Snow kills Grey Worm and then Arya puts on that face to get close to Danny so she can stick her with the needle. George R. R. Martin said the story it's a good gray finish. I think what makes it more tragic is that, that John has to live and like rule because he doesn't want to do that. I think that's almost like the more Shakespearean tragic ending. Like if he died, he would be happier, if that makes sense. I don't think John dies. I think Arya, I think the show ends legitimately. I think Arya now has turned around. She's back to, now she's going to track down Gendry and they will live happily ever after. I yeah, think Gendry has to come back into it, but I don't think it's with Arya. I don't know what it is. Do, does Sansa have to marry him? Because now he has a claim because he's a Baratheon and now we've made him a lord. So does she do the smart thing about like combining houses and it's a loveless marriage, theory, but it's a power play, and we're going to bring everybody sure. together, and here's... In if theory, they, if King's Landing is, is still has the throne, I don't think there'll be a throne. I yeah, think, I think the I dragon think has to physically torch the throne, burn it to the ground. I think there'll be, there won't be seven kingdoms. Oh, be and, then, and then Fat Sam is tasked by his pal, John, you have to rewrite. We're erasing human history, 
and we're re- starting fresh. The whole thing is over. There's no more Seven Kingdoms. There's no more of this jive of this is this war. These wars are the, are, are going to be the end of us all. They nearly were. Sam, rewrite human history. All right, Jon Snow. Oh my. And then that's the end. Do you think if Jon Snow would have uh, shared a bed with Danny that none of this would have happened? Would have helped. She wouldn't have gone crazy. Right. Yeah, right. It would have definitely yeah. helped. That's right. Think about that. He only sees her as a queen. It would have definitely helped. Although I, I think that once Varys committed treason and, and you know Tyrion kind of crossed her, I think she was pretty much at her end anyway. Jon Snow does that the same weekend that Alyssa uh, Milano makes her proclamation. Maybe he's uh, Team Milano. Who knows? Um, but like for Spaghetti a show that has been as only, feminist in nature as world, this show reality. has been, to have her go crazy because she's ultimately scorned by a lover, like that's kind of annoying. Well, I think it's more to do with the Targaryen family, not just, like they're always Either kind way. of just a crazy kind of family. Like they're they have they even have a separate books like a book written just about that family because they're always the this crazy family. They have a lot I know, of crazy but for the last history. straw, like it's just a bad look. Right, like if oh, yeah. if the whole the whole thing has been so almost consciously like pro female, like power and strength and coming into your own and owning it, and to take the character that they built up perhaps the most in that manner, and then to have her have that be the final straw, like another final straw. That's okay. why Arya. But must to have kill her. that happen, where like now I'm just I can't live with my love. You can't have Jon Snow. Now I have Snow. to kill innocent people. It's There's physically no back weird. From this. Right. It's it's it, lame. It, it I mean think of the visual of Jon Snow, a guy, smaller guy, but nevertheless killing Danny, that would be a bad look. It's got to be Arya for practical reasons, but also to your point, the spirit of the show. Last thing is this. What's his name again? Kyburn? I think he's hmm. the least celebrated. I first of all his death was great. Who? The guy who's always with Cersei. The guy. You're on? You're, no. Oh, that guy. Your grace. Oh. We should leave the keep now. You know, I feel like, like that guy just popped up randomly. He's one of those characters. No, he there's made... a million characters and you can't keep track of them all. For for me, he was a guy that just I was like, where did you come from? He I made the mountain. You. He, he made the mountain Pichel. back from the dead. So he was the guy that worked down in the dungeons, yes. and then all of a sudden ended up at. He her, found the wildfire, and then he did uh, stuff with. Uh, yeah, but with he, the by the way, that guy, he's you know, all these songs sung about how powerful the Night King is. He can raise the dead in greater quantity than Kyburn can. But you still, if you hit them with a sword, they fall over. Kyburn created the mountain. He got stuck with a knife yeah. in the head, and that wasn't enough to stop him. He creates a better version of undead than even the Night King did. That's Where's his point. parade? That's you know. Point. And then he gets killed by the guy he created, by his own monster. Talk Do you think about anyone's it. still listening to this? I think people have tweeted already about it. They're excited for what? Uh, oh, they, yeah, Lindsay. Because people, the, the Twitter battles between me and Dave, because Dave didn't like it, and I liked it a lot. I liked it fine. It was, I did, I'm not abjectly denouncing it, and I didn't. I just said I thought that there were plenty of flaws. What, is, probably what are the over-under on lines that Jon Snow has had this season? Oh, like, what about he has Cersei? Not talked. Cersei yeah. never It's just spoke. been brooding. You're right. She You're had right. nothing to say. I She's also, good, Jamie though. Lannister, what was the whole point of him uh, making time with Brienne then? That was lame. There's a lot of stupid things in the, sh- in the show. Yeah, I mean, you, and Euron, Euron, Euron what, is a waste. What, yeah. Why, why did they waste our time with him? Bad. That whole, it, he was not worthy of Medieval that, Bam that Margera, fight they to killed the him. death with Jamie. Yeah, like, it's just that is not It's bad. Spaghetti, even it's you pointed it Jamie. out. And there, by the way, there are flaws n- all over. Nice but, serendipity yeah. for Euron that, uh, yeah, he jumped off the boat just as the dragon was torching it, and he just so happened to land in that little, little uh, sliver of beach 
so he could confront Jamie Lannister. It's a shame because he's in the books. He's a crazy character in the show. They just did not have to do. Well, it good for him. He was only three miles out to sea when the dragon blew up his ship, and he was only he was cloaked head to toe in leather and boots. Yeah, he swam. He got, he comes out of the sea. Jamie Lannister, like uh, let's fight now. Like what? The, he's, that. Well, that happened with Grey Worm and everybody when when um yeah, when, when that Mrs. happened to when their Mrs. ships. He was captured. Yeah, they all short uh, fell yeah. ashore together, and and yeah. they all swam up under the same a lot shore. Of liberties taken, uh, and it was a shore that was within swimming distance, but was no threat. Right, like they they were not threatened there. This was a totally safe place to swim. Mm-hmm. This is something what? interesting though. That just came across that I'm seeing that Bran is the overwhelming favorite. To end up on the Iron Throne, if oh, there is. I think my my come on, my predi- yeah. that That's hell would be the worst. Here's my prediction about Bran, and then we'll go. Who an overwhelming favorite by who? I'm sorry, I want to hear your point. But I know it's, what it's Vegas. It's yeah, it's our friends in the Vegas? desert have yeah. It's I mean, it's not even close. It's over very overwhelming. Here's what my prediction is, Lindsay. I think that I don't know the properties of what happens with Bran, what he can do, but I think he has to go into the dragon's head become the dragon and fly him into the sea or into a cliff or something to kill him, thereby killing himself. <laughs> That's true. He, that, that would happen, yeah. That's what you see? That's what's going to be. He's got to sacrifice himself. If he what? does warg, he would kill. But I'm not sure if they're going to even get into the whole warging thing because they haven't shown it enough. Why in the world would Bran be in charge at the end? Bran is useless. So that we he, don't feel like, man, even, I hope they do more of these seasons. Like, oh, it's all about Bran? I'm out. Nobody would ever watch a show. It might be. They might move, because there's no capital anymore. They might move it to, say, Winterfell. And then it always must be a Stark in Winterfell. Technically, he's a yeah, Stark. Sansa. and he's a Well, the, un, unfortunately, the male takes the... Whatever, but, that's done. I, I, I he's agree. Not even, he's Sansa not, would be better. He has said, I'm not a Stark he anymore. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he's But a he's literally said, I'm not a Stark anymore. Something weird may be up. If I don't know. It's Sansa. Very Vegas. odd, though. Come on, catch up. Uh, I, yeah, it, it seems Brands in the white horse, I'll buy that. If you have a no. more boring conclusion to this show to say, like, yeah, the guy who doesn't talk and rolls his eyes and back then, in his head. And then the last line is, I'll be going now. <laughs> eyes roll back. <laughs> if they do Scene. some jive, if they do some variation on that this has all been just some brand dream, I'm going to be very cross. You he, think that's where it's going? He wakes up at the nah, base of the tree. That's yeah. Not. I fell out of out. a window. No, this is I, I was pushed from a window, and I, uh, after that, I've forgotten everything. As bad as, like, Euron was and a couple of the characters, Bran, who they build up in the original story to be this very important figure, yeah, I, they're, unless their ending is insane and he is on the throne, if there is a throne, it's they did him uh, Now we're back to the books. I think that's a good place to end it. All right, Eddie Spaghetti, uh, well-argued, nice, uh, nicely done. Lindsay Rhodes, always a pleasure. Um, let's uh, let's revisit this when we uh, when we find out who the Hard Knocks team is. I can't wait. We'll do that, and we and will you give uh, the old man my best. Yes, your husband. <laughs> uh, there are few people at NFL functions I like running into more than Mr. Rhodes. Delightful, delightful fella, handsome devil too. Lindsey Rhodes, uh, always a pleasure to see you. There's the music. That means it's time for us to go. We'll be back with do some lyrics. Brand oh, is gonna it. roll back, and then he is gonna die. I'll be going now. Here comes Jon Snow. He's gonna kill Danny, the <laughs> mother <laughs> oh of God. dragons. On Mother's Day. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.